today, this morning, we're continuing in the book of 1 Samuel to go there. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And we're going to talk about one of my most favorite topics in the world. And that is that this, how to hear God. We'll read this, uh, we'll read this passage and then we'll, we'll step into it. So 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. It says this. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. That's the high priest. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. Next slide. Now Samuel did not yet know the voice of the Lord, know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Inasmuch as there had been undertaken to compile, nope, that's not it. Here, I'll just read it. says this, verse, three, verse 2, says, at, the time, at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. Verse 3 says, the lamp of the Lord had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of, ark of God was. Then the Lord called to Samuel, and he said, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I didn't call you. Lie down again. So he went away and he laid down and the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I didn't call you, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel a third time and he rose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down. If he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. And the Lord came to him and stood, calling at other times and said, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord spoke to Samuel. Here's my big idea today. It is not complicated to hear God's voice. Let's pray. God, I want to kick in the face the lie today that people don't hear from you. I, I really want everyone here to recognize that you are speaking clearly to each one of their hearts today. I thank you, God, that you're not a God that's far away, but you're a God that's near, right here, right now, speaking. So God, we come against that lie that said God doesn't talk to me today. I pray everybody walks out of this space today knowing you are talking to them. And with that, we want to respond like Samuel and say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Now, we talked about Samuel last week. Hannah was, Samuel was Hannah's answer to prayer. She gave back Samuel back to God. And that's one thing I've learned that whenever God gives you something and you give it back to him, you end up more blessed by giving it back to God than by keeping it for yourself. It said in verse 7, it said this, Samuel did not yet know the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Folks, there is so many people, and maybe you feel like you're included in them, where you're 
Samuel was serving in the house of God. Samuel was doing all the right stuff, you know, he, but he was not hearing the voice of God. He did not yet know the voice of God. Now, the Bible, very clear way, the way God speaks. He speaks through his word. It's not like he, it doesn't speak his word. Anything that God says, it's going to line up with his word. But he is also speaking into our every day, your circumstance, your life. He's speaking to you. And I don't know how many times I've heard from people, they say, I, I don't really hear from God. God doesn't talk to me. There's a guy named Mark Vickler, wrote a book, I've talked about it before, called Dialogue with God. And in that book, Mark goes off and he, he was starting to read his Bible and he kind of came across a problem because he would read about Abraham and Moses and Joshua and Hannah and Mary and Anna and Paul and John and Barnabas and all these different people and they all heard from God. And then he looked at his life and he went, I don't hear from God. And then he read in John 10, 27, it says this, my sheep know my voice. So now he's like, well, what's the deal? I mean, I love God. I'm seeking him. Why don't I hear his voice? And I think one thing helps with that. And that's this, the apostle John and the disciple Luke. Check this out, how Luke relates and speaks about who God is. Luke chapter one, can you put that up? This is Luke talking. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who were from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the world have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all these things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus. What, what am I trying to say? This guy... Luke was a doctor, organized, thoughtful, intellectual, and he decided to write an orderly account. And guess what? This is in scripture. And then we have John. And I got one verse for you. He's in the book of Revelation. He has an open-eyed vision of Jesus. And in John, book of Revelation 1 verse 10, it says this. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Think about these two guys' experiences. One has an orderly account of all the things that are being spoken. And God is speaking to this guy in his intellectual mind where he's coming from. John, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a loud trumpet. Two very different people with very different experiences. Both are hearing from God. Both God is working in their life and doing something, and it's both very different. You might even find this with people you come across, and you're like, my goodness, I, I don't have that experience that they have. Yeah, but God has different experiences just for you to speak to you how you hear. There's different ways that God speaks to his people. How you doing this morning? Doing good? God, I, I just pray today God would be a day of transformation for all of us. Um, would you speak to our hearts? Would you change our lives? We just pray. I just pray over any, any distraction, anything um, messing with people's minds this morning. I just pray that stilled this morning. And I pray that your word would strike our hearts. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
There's four things I wanted to say about the voice of God. One, God's voice comes faster than you can think. I, I have found that often it's something that I couldn't have made up if I could have done it on my own. It's, it's almost like the whole concept, the whole thing is fully in my mind before I even have a chance to do that. And I have found that I'll be driving somewhere or eating food or in the shower or doing something and suddenly a whole thing fills my heart and my head. Folks, often that is the voice of God speaking to us. You know also if something's God when it comes randomly like that and two, it's not something comfortable you'd want to do. The word of God never, rarely ever has anything to do with gratifying how we feel. I've had times, I remember one time I was going to university and I felt like God was telling me to go down to the supermarket, to the, to the gas station on the corner and go in and talk to the attendant and tell him that God loves him. Well, I didn't want to. I, I, I wanted to go and go to my classes, hang out with my buddies, and I kept getting this nagging feeling that I was supposed to go down. Folks, that's the voice of God. Because I wouldn't come up with that. I, I don't know the guy on the, on the corner. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything to do with that. But God was speaking to me in that moment to go talk to that guy. I, I also think in this that God's voice, it's gentle, but it cuts through. It's, it's powerful, it's still, but it, it cuts through the noise. It's unmistakable. And it can often come like a surprise. You're like, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. that. That wasn't something I was expecting. The second one, though, is the thing I think that trips us all up, and that's this. God's voice often sounds like a familiar voice, and I know that that's the reality of it because it says this in Corinthians. It says that the Spirit of God speaks to our service, our spirit, and then what does your spirit do? Talks to your brain. So your spirit sounds a lot like you, but the voice of God is speaking into your spirit things to you. And then from that space, it goes to your brain. So it sounds a lot like yourself. Now, like I said already, if it's like God saying, you know, I, I really, you know, God really told me I'm supposed to rob that bank. Like, I really think that's right. No, that's not Jesus. But the reality is that God's voice often sounds very familiar. Just look at Samuel. He heard Samuel, Samuel. And what did he do? He ran to Eli. He ran to the familiar voice. And Eli perceived in it, no, 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 that's not, that's not me, that's, that's God talking to you. I found that the, one of the most typical ways that God speaks to us is through an internal, audible voice. Typically, I find that God speaks to me the most, like I mentioned earlier, when I'm at a place of rest. When I'm not trying really hard. I find that if I'm like, oh, God, talk to me. Talk to me, God. I'm not going to hear anything. But when I come in a place of rest, when I come in a place of openness, Samuel was lying down and he heard the voice of God. It's easier to hear God when you're in a place of rest. It comes faster than a thought. It sounds like a familiar voice. Now, I just wanted to say a couple things here too. God will talk to you typically about things that are under your responsibility or your authority. 
So now there might be those among us, God's going to give you the word for the nation and all that stuff. That's, that's awesome. That might be true. But typically God's going to talk to you about your life, your family, how you treat others, your job, where you go, all that stuff. God is going to talk to you about your area of responsibility. And as you steward that well, it grows. Also, God's word, it'll always line up with God's word. And God, you can always use God's people around you to double check yourself. And, and let me say this too. If you get a word that you think God's, that someone's supposed to marry someone or, or <clears throat> you're supposed to move to Timbuktu or any crazy thought, like big thought like that, get it double checked. Yeah. And, and, and guys, if you're ever interested in a girl, don't say, God told me we're supposed to get married. <laughs> don't go there. And I, I've learned this one too when it comes to relationships. I think it's really interesting. God does not mandate anyone to love someone. God will not say to you, you better do that. Because God does not dictate to the heart. He says, what is in your heart? I love you. Will you love me? It's free will. So when it comes to relationships, God comes open-handed. Now, God has definitely matched people up. But it's always two hearts connecting. And let me tell you, I think, I think girls, ladies in this room, you'd probably be more excited about a guy that just likes them for you. As opposed to, you have to marry me because God said so. Um, comes faster than a thought. It sounds like a familiar voice. Here's another one. God often speaks in pictures. God's language is often pictures. And it makes sense. Think about this. If I had a Chinese guy and a Dutch guy in front of me, and I wanted to convey the same thing, what would I do? I would show them a picture. I'd show them a picture of a cherry tree, and they would both go, oh, it's a cherry tree, in their language, in their way. It even says in much of the Old Testament, much of the stories are filled with dreams, visions, pictures. And even the prophets of the Old Testament were called seers. Jesus often spoke in stories. He referred to himself as the good shepherd, the coming bridegroom, a coming king, a good and loving father. All of these are pictures to convey a concept. This is who I am. This is how I operate. Pictures stick in our brains while words often get lost. And the Bible talks about this in Ephesians. It says this, Paul wrote, he said, I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened so that you might know the hope to which you are called. You see with your heart. And God's, Paul was praying, may your heart be illuminated that you can see what God wants to show you. Eli then says, in verse 9 to Samuel, he says, Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went away and lied down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling him at other times, saying, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. It's easy to hear God's voice in his presence. Let me try to open that up a little more. It's easy to hear God's voice in the place of worship. It's easy to hear God's voice as I dig into his word. It's easier to hear God's voice when I step into thankfulness, when I take steps of faith, when I obey the last thing he told me. 
Psalms 100 verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Can't hear him? Don't know where he is? Start to get thankful. Start to lift up praise. Not sure what's happening? Say, God, I'm going to take the step of faith that I know I'm supposed to do. And I have found when I take a step towards God, God takes the other 99 towards me. And sometimes it feels heavy and your heart feels dull and you wonder where God is. And God says, would you come into my presence? Would you turn your heart away from the distractions and just simply say, God, I'm, I'm running towards you. So Samuel goes and he lies down. And he says, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And the Lord came and he stood and he called at other times saying, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. I really wish that God would speak when I want him to. Have you ever been in a place where, where you have option A, B, and C in front of you and you're like, God, it'd be really nice if you told me what I'm supposed to do. And you, what do you hear? Silence. Hey, God, this is, this is kind of a big deal. I got like 15 minutes before I got to make a big decision. Uh, anything you want to say, that'd be great. 10 minutes goes by. 14 and a half minutes goes by. Now we're two minutes over still. Nothing. You walk towards door A, open the door, and God's like, I knew you'd make the right decision. You see, God often is leading us too. He's not always speaking. In Psalms, it says this. I will lead you with the counsel of my eye. Sometimes he says, walk this way. Other times he grabs your hand and says, come with me. And sometimes you don't have a word, but you do have a promise from scripture. You know, I, I've, I've told this before, but we were, um, we almost moved to Eastern Canada. And during that time, God gave my wife and I a simple scripture that was trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. So God gave us this verse and we're super confused. Well, God, are we supposed to move to Eastern Canada? Or are we supposed to stay here? And he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Oh, great. God, that's a good verse. Thank you. Thank you for that verse. Does that mean stay or does that go? And he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And I'm, I'm getting this verse now almost daily. Like I'm opening my Bible, I'm, I'm, somebody's saying it to me, and I'm thinking, for crying out loud, God, this is a big decision. What am I supposed to do? And he would just continually say day after day, trust me, trust me, trust me. So we go there, and this guy walks up to me and says, God told me that you're supposed to move here and be our pastor. And I'm thinking, he didn't tell me. <laughs> go in a boardroom, and we all sit at this table, and all the board members of the church sit down, and they're like, hey, what do, you, you know, what do you think? Do you want to be our pastor? And I said, well, the only thing I know is God told me, trust in me and the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your understanding. All your ways acknowledge me. I'll direct your path. We, we leave that space. We, we end up coming back home, and I still don't have a good answer. And in the end, we get another verse. And that verse was this. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. I get that verse. My wife gets the exact same verse the same day. And then in our heart, we, we said, okay, I think we're supposed to stay in Whatcom County. 
we're, we're here, and I ask God this whole thing. God, what was that whole thing about trusting you? Because I, I don't really understand how that all worked. And I felt like God simply said this. Trust me means to trust me. That means sometimes you don't know, but that means I'm still leading you. That means I'm still faithful to you. That means I'm still for you. If you need to know something, you'll know because I'll tell you. I'm your heavenly father. You're my kid. I got you. Trust me. You hear my voice. I think somebody needed to hear that today. Trust me. You hear my voice. God's talking to you. But are we listening? Samuel went to that place of rest. And he sat with the Lord. going to finish it with this and and maybe Nick or Julianne if one of you guys could come or both of you or whatever John 4 there's a story of this woman and uh, it's called the story of the woman at the well and I want you to picture like this is you here she is in the middle of the day it's hot out she doesn't have any water She's tired. She's working. Maybe, maybe this is where you're at. Jesus went to the well, and it says, it says this. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away to get food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you ask me for a drink? Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that was saying to you, give me a drink, you would, have, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus later says, whoever drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. Imagine that's you. You got your bucket, you got your needs, you got your struggles. And Jesus simply says, are you thirsty? You just close your eyes. And um, God, I just pray a confidence and a, a clarity to each person's heart here this morning. God, your voice is here. You're, you're, you're speaking to your kids. You care about each one of us. Your word is alive. It's living. It's active. It's powerful. And when you speak, everything changes. My life doesn't change when I talk. My life changes when God talks. And I just pray, God, we would hear your voice together this morning. I just pray this morning, God, that we would each know, God, who you are for us. That you're a faithful God, a kind God. That you're not a God that abandons us or leaves us to our own devices. But, God, you're a, you are here. Can we just say this together? Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Can we say that? Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. God, we're listening, God, to you today. God, I pray every distraction to be silenced, God, and each person to hear the voice of their God that is simply saying, I love you. I'm for you. Follow me. God, we just agree this morning that you are a God that is not far away, but you're a God that's near. I pray, God, for every tired heart in this room revived again, that you are a God that speaks. You're a God that moves. You're a God that miracles. You're a God of transformation. That's who you are. 
If you're in a space this morning, you're like, man, I just need to hear from Jesus. Can you just lift your hand? God, we, we come to you and we confess we need to hear your voice. And, and we have a hunger to hear your voice, God, to know that we're following you and to know that you're for us. And I, I just pray this morning, God, for every person say, man, I just need to hear from God today. Would you open our ears and open our eyes and still our heart that we might hear you. I pray that each one would have that place like Samuel, that place of rest, to sit at your feet and say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I pray that over us today. In Jesus' name.